Hello, everyone. Hello, 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 hello. Hello. Sign in, sign in, sign in. Sign in, sign in, sign in. Y'all come on in, get your Bibles, get your stuff while this is playing. Prepare. light on they're like oh there she is hey rachel
but do you believe that he will that's the key do you believe that he will do it you got to believe okay so let me do this i am going to move very forward in this um in lesson three um so tuesday wednesday and thursday i will not be on friday um i won't i will not be on friday at all but i will be on here tonight tomorrow night because tomorrow's wednesday and thursday right so i'll be here tonight which is tuesday night wednesday night and thursday night but i will not be on friday so i'm going to finish up this lesson which is lesson three in these next three days okay so i'm not going to be on here long on tonight at all i do apologize for my lateness um my mom had a doctor's appointment today i had a doctor's appointment today stefan had a doctor's appointment today so i've been out all day and so i got home i had to feed her and then she had another appointment with her doctor at five o'clock which was a telephone call appointment so that was great so it set me back a little bit because i had to also do my wifely duties my guardian duties my parent duties my mother duty well my daughter duties so i had to get all that in amen and so i want to thank you all let me just say this before i move forward i want to thank you all hey hey providence kiana i want to thank you all that has followed me thus far um on social media concerning my social ministry um you know it is hard sometimes that i'm not able to come from inside the house of god but it's fine you know it, it is fine you know some of y'all know that i've been doing social media lives since i was able to come on social media okay and so i i, I just want to personally thank you all for supporting me blessing me encouraging me and lord knows i thank god for y'all inboxes because y'all be cracking me up like i'm not even lying y'all be having me on a whole nother level but i thank you all for the encouraging words and i thank you all for telling me to keep pushing because it lets me know that y'all 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 want it and that's the thing i want to be able to help those who want to be helped if you're you know and i i've learned i'm not for everybody and everybody is not for me but when it comes to the word of God, when it comes to marriages, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to the Lord, when it comes to the knowledge that he has given me, I want to share. I want to share the goodness of his grace. Amen. I just want to share the goodness of his grace. Amen. And so my only prayer today is I just want the Lord to continue to use me as a willing vessel. I just want him to... Um, continue to give me wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. I just want to let everybody know that you got to keep praying. You got to stay in the Word. You, you got to stay at the cross. You got to hold on to God. Amen. So I'm going to go ahead and move forward um, so that I can get to where I need to get to. Bless you. Thank you, Providence Kiana. Bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. As you can see, see, I went to the doctor today. Got my little band-aid. I ain't even take it off. To, I ain't even take it off. Y'all know what they want. Blood and urine. That's what they want. <laughs> Lab work, right? So y'all keep me in prayer. This has been a journey that I have been on concerning my little health. But God has been good to me. And I'm, I'll share this with y'all. I cannot wait until I am able 
to release this whole thing concerning my weight, my health, um, everything. I cannot wait to release and, and give y'all. And I'm at my last little appointment um, that I'm having, which which is on Monday. And I got great news. And I've been on this journey for these last three months because I had to work on some things. I had to do some things. I had to put the work in. And so God has been blessing me. And I'm so glad about it. Yes, God is a healer. Hey, Lady Nicole. And so um, some of you may understand and some of you may not. But I want you all to know that God has been good to me. God has been good to my family. God has been good to my marriage. God has been good to my children and my grandchildren. In spite of everything that has been just going on around me, God has just been blessing me. Amen. He has just been blessing me. So, like I said, I want to go ahead and, and go through lesson three. And I pray. And I listen, I got a <laughs> I got an inbox. Um, let me let me share this. I got an inbox when I when I started lesson three on last week. And of course, you know, they say they'd be like, girl, stay consistent. Stop, stop starting and then stopping. I just be like, when I'm really thinking I got a good time and then it shifts and then I get a really good time and then it shifts. And I just I just go with it. Right. I just go with it. But they was telling me they was reading Jeremiah and, uh, <laughs> and they was reading Jeremiah and they had got to the point to where. And I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember um, what they were saying. I have to go back and look at. Well, I ain't gotta go back and look at it. But the point of it is, they was reading Jeremiah, and their their heart is to be married. And so they was like, okay, so how did I miss God not allowing Jeremiah to have a wife and some kids? <laughs> and we I had them to call me, and we was talking about it, and so. Then I saw a post on Facebook about somebody asking about one, you know, wanting to be married. And so I said all that to say this. Here's the thing. There are people in this world that has a desire to be married. But they there are some of the same people that have some things concerning them that they're not really, really willing to just let go of. And sometimes we don't want to let go of our independency. And for us strong-willed women, I got to say this again, for us strong-willed women, it takes a lot for us to try to just humble to be able to be submissive or um, just allow somebody to come in and just take over and not having a spirit of control, but being the head, you know, being the lead. You know, I heard, I watched a movie one time and it, it was, um, they were preparing for a competition or something. And they were learning how to, to do the waltz. And so, and I never forget the man said to her, if you would allow me to lead, then you won't keep stepping on my feet. And so the point of it is, she wouldn't, She knew how to dance and she knew how to lead. But he wanted her to be led by, he wanted her to, be, to let him lead her. But it was so hard for her just to allow him to lead. They kept just bumping into each other. And he told her, he said, until you learn how to lead, I won't be able to teach you what you, you really need to know. So a lot of times we just got to, it's a, it's, a, it's a teaching method. Hey, Abigail. So sometimes it's just, a, it's a teaching method. It's learning how to take lead, but also learning how to allow somebody to lead you 
in the right direction but because us, us women we have been hurt down through the years and we have gone through some things down through the years and and some of us have been married you know more than once down through the years and or we've not been married but we've been in multiple relationships and and some has fallen but this young lady wanted to let me know that her issue that her thing was control she just she said she believes that she's still single because she's not willing to just let that go and and, that, and here's the thing and because she was honest we were able to pray and we began to pray i pray she prayed and she her her heart's desire is to find herself in a good place to allow her soon-to-be husband one day to take the lead of the marriage their life their their, their relationship but she just says she's so strong-willed and this is just where she's at so I, I said all that to say this don't be afraid or don't be ashamed or don't be afraid to talk about what your issues or your flaws are with the Lord God knows where you are he knows your needs he knows your desire he even knows your wants but if we would just allow the Lord to take over allow the Lord to move on our behalf even allow ourselves to just step back a little bit and just let God do what is necessary. Because sometimes we could be so controlling, we won't even let God be God. I mean, come on. Can we can we keep it real? Can we can we just keep it real? So I'm just praying. I'm praying for all of us. I used to be in that same way. And it wasn't that I had well, I had a spirit of control, but my control wasn't it was not that type of issue. My thing was I had been doing it for so doing it myself for so long, I just wasn't ready, ready to just release what I was doing into someone else's hands that I felt like couldn't do what I did or couldn't handle what I what I was dealing with so my thing was I'm take care of me you take care of you and it is what it is but in marriage it, it can't be that way if you're gonna live a single life and be married don't even be married can I say that again if you're gonna live a single life and be married then don't even be married stay single and just do you because when you become one with somebody, you got to learn how to compromise. You got to learn how to um, work together. You got to learn how to bend a little. Not for the wrong thing, but for the right thing. But some of us, you know, we have some issues with that. But you pray and ask the Lord to help you change into what he wants you to be. And this is why I love this book, God's Design for Building Your Marriage. Because he does. God wants us women to go back to his original design, what we were designed to be. As Kay Dago said in the beginning, we were designed to be the helpmeet. We were designed to be a wife. We were designed to be that Christian woman. But because how we were taught, how we were raised, what we saw, and that's what we thought. We thought it was right. We thought it was okay, but it's not. So many times we ruin relationships because of We've been, been, we've been taught the wrong way or we watch something the wrong way for so long and we think that's we think it's right but then when when that's a, when that's when that's a, a it's really a good man who's trying to love us properly or trying to love us respectfully we won't let down our guard at least long enough to be able to see the good in him Lord have mercy I, I'm not I ain't gonna stay there too long but I just want you all to know that I appreciate your honesty and I appreciate y'all, you know, following me through, you know, on 
the the teaching social media ministry this is where i'm at right now right so i i love being transparent i love being honest you know i'm not i'm not that perfect wife i've made some mistakes down through the years but because god is a forgiving god and god is a healer he's a deliverer you know we learn from our mistakes so that we won't continue to make those mistakes but if you don't want to change you won't learn from your mistakes you'll continue to blame everybody else but yourself amen amen so um, I think the last time I stopped was at um, um, y'all was to read Genesis chapter 9 8 through 17 which was what did God promise what was the sign of the covenant and what was the purpose of the sign amen and so y'all had homework that y'all supposed to read Matthew 19 verses 3 through 10 and you was to see things from this, the disciples reaction to Jesus teaching on divorce that is clear that rarely can someone divorce in God's eyes in fact the only exception Jesus gave is adultery. Under the Old Testament law, an adulterer was stoned to death because he had broken the covenant and the oneness with his wife. To allow the wrong party to divorce an adulterous mate merely finalizes the reality that the bond has already been torn and they are no longer one. And you can read that in Malachi chapter 2 verse 16. And that next question was, why does God hate divorce according to this verse? And, and and let's let's just go there. Let's just go to Malachi two and sixteen. Because sometimes let's just go there, Malachi two and sixteen. Amen. So in Malachi two and sixteen. Malachi two and sixteen says this. For the Lord God of Israel saith that he hateth putting away, for one covereth violence with his garment, saith the Lord of hosts. Therefore take heed to your spirit that ye deal not treacherously. And this is what you have to understand that God hates divorce. That is initiated for selfish purposes. This kind of divorce is like one covers violence with his garment indicating that unjust divorce is equal in God's sight to gross injustice, cruelty and murder. And this is why I and I had and I have I had made some t-shirts during our um let me put this up here. I had made some t-shirts during our um the marriage conference that I did in uh 2020 before we went right into the pandemic and I didn't do one for 2021 yes I did I did one on 2021 but I did it through virtual but I'm talking about the one that I did in 2020 when I made a lot of t-shirts that said divorce is not an option by God but it's a choice by man and what happens is so many people use so many excuses about getting a divorce and what you have to understand is Jesus gave direction concerning divorce but it was uh, Jesus who turned around and said Moses is the one that gave the bill of divorcement because of your hardness of your heart and so if you read Matthew chapter 19 and you read in scripture where it says but from the beginning it was not so and so we take it as if they're not treating us right we're just going to get a divorce if they're cheating on us we're just going to get a divorce if they're mishandling us we're just going to get a divorce 
if they they find somebody else we're just going to get a divorce if this happens we're just going to get a divorce but in this particular passage of scripture the men kept going outside of the statues and the commandments of God and they kept putting their wives away and then going and getting uh, getting another woman then that woman was doing the most and they go get somebody else and then they go get somebody else and they go get somebody else and this is was not God's original design for marriage his original design for marriage was to be for a lifetime for when you become when you become married you're no longer two but now you're one but now society is telling us that now we can get a divorce for irreconcilable differences which means i don't have to give you a reason i just want a divorce i don't i, I, don't, I don't love you so i want a divorce you're not sexing me right i want a divorce you're not taking out the trash so i want a divorce you're not helping with the kids so i want a divorce you can't take my mother-in-law to the store so i want a divorce so there's so many things that we're using as an excuse to get a divorce and we're using those excuses as irreconcilable differences but those are the reasons why we're getting a divorce separation for me i feel like that's not really good either because in that separation it gives it some some it will give them a free ticket a free path to now go out here and do whatever when you take your ring off you take your covenant off again that's a free pass for the other individual to say oh well i'm not married okay well the the paper itself is not what uh, finalizes the marriage it's your consummation it's your commitment it's your covenant with the lord and there are some people who doesn't want to hear the truth of the word of god so what happens is if i was coming out here and i was preaching um hell um and what was going on in somebody's life everybody would be on it and everybody be listening but nobody wants to hear the truth of the word of god concerning marriage you can't just listen and live in one scripture, but then you don't want to listen and live in another scripture. Why? Because now we just feel like we can pick and choose what we're going to go by in the word of God. I heard somebody say, well, all I got to do is live by the Ten Commandments. Okay, well, even if you live by the Ten Commandments, if you stole a candy bar, you're not living the Ten Commandments. If you taking what belongs to your neighbor, then you're not following the Ten Commandments. So even in that, you can if you're being disobedient to your parents, you're not living by the Ten Commandments. So even in that, you can't even use that as an excuse because it's not just the Ten Commandments. It's everything from Genesis to Revelations we're supposed to live by. But of course, we're not going to kill doves and kill lambs and, and kill oxen and all this stuff and then take their blood and put it on altar. Jesus said, I didn't come to destroy the law or the prophets. He said, I came to fulfill the law and the prophets. So yes, there's some things we don't have to do. We don't have to go to the priests in the, in the churches anymore and give them our sins and our faults. We now have Jesus Christ who is now our advocate that we can go to him for our sins and our flaws and our faults and our issues and our mistakes and we can ask for forgiveness and he will forgive us. We can lay our sins at the altar and they'll be forgotten. But if we're not praying, if we're not praying for deliverance, if we're not praying for salvation, if we're not praying for restoration, if we're not praying for healing, if we're not praying for change, nothing changes. Nothing happens. 
So then we can't blame the spouse. We can't blame our parents. We can't blame our siblings. We can't blame anybody. We, we, we got to be like David. Lord, I have sinned against you and you alone. Create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit within me. But so many times we're looking at what everybody else is doing. Well, they got a divorce, so why can't I get a divorce? Well, they're separated, well, then why can't I be separated? Well, they're doing this, well, why can't I do this? They're having menage twice, why can't I not have menage twice? They're having threesomes, why can't I have threesomes? They're having sex parties, why can't I have sex parties? And you're a whole Christian out here. You're supposed to be saved, set free, and delivered. But you're worried about what they got going on because you think they got it going on. You think they're doing it right. But here's the thing. If God has not brought them conviction, but God brings you conviction, then don't you do it. Don't you say it. Don't you go there. Because every divorce has a cause. That's why the scripture tells us in such cases, we're not bound to the law. Because our marriage is not like somebody else's marriage. You don't know if that man or that woman is beating on them inside that marriage. And all you're going through is that your husband or your wife just won't cook or take out the trash. So that's not a reason for a divorce because they're not helping around the house. We're the original design, women. We are the help meet. And I said this before. I said this before. I said if you was cleaning your house, taking out your trash taking care of your kids, making your own money, doing your own thing. And then when you get married, you think it's supposed to stop? And they're supposed to pick up where you left off? No. No, it does not. So if they're not doing it, there's no reason for you to get mad. And not only that, the thing about it is we have to know, the husbands have to know their role. Wives have to know their role children have to know their role and yes i'm still talking about divorce because some people are divorcing for all the wrong reasons some people are divorcing because somebody told them to get a divorce somebody is divorcing because they're not helping like they should somebody else is getting divorced because the love is not there like it was there are so many different reasons why people are getting a divorce, but does it line up with the word of God? And everybody is not saved. Everybody is not a believer. Everybody is different. But if your relationship is with the Lord from the beginning before you said, I do, if you got the counseling that you needed before you said, I do, then you know that when your marriage begins to shift, you need some help. You need to seek somebody with wisdom and, and guidance and direction. You don't need to seek somebody that's going to be biased and partial and always going to choose your side. But there are people in this world that they want them to see their way and not the whole thing. Well, uh, uh, this song just up to my spirit. Lord have mercy. I found love on a two-way street. Lost it along the, the long, long highway. <laughs> You got to really pay attention to this song. And then you got to really know the meaning behind the song. And everybody doesn't go through the same thing. And if you don't want to be a wife, don't get married. If you don't want to be a husband, don't get married. Even though Paul said, if you can't sustain your flesh and you just got to have sex, then get married. But even if you get married just for sex, then what happens when you get to yourself and you say, well, it's just not good anymore. I, I need better. 
I need bigger and better. I need to be satisfied. You're no longer satisfying me. So can you tell me why? Can you can you explain to the husband? Can you explain to the wife? Why are you not being satisfied? Why has the sex life shifted? Can y'all not just have a casual conversation to see where the breakdown is ha where the breakdown is happening? Why is it that the husband has to go outside the marriage? Why is it that the wife has to go outside the marriage when sexual intimacy is no longer a, no longer a satisfaction for either party? But instead, you feel like it's better just to go outside the marriage. And then when you catch something, then you want to be mad. Well, I'm just saying. So, with all of that being said, that was your homework. You had to... Um, answer the question, why does God hate divorce according to this verse? Because the men kept going outside of their marriage. They kept complaining about the wives. And God said, you come to this altar all the time, weeping and wailing, and I'm getting sick of hearing, I'm getting sick of looking at you. I'm paraphrasing the scripture, but all you got to do is go back and read it. Listen, let me read the whole thing. Let me start at the 10th verse and I'll read back down the 16th. Listen. Listen to this, excuse me. Malachi chapter 2, starting at the 10th verse, and it reads, Have we not all one Father? Have not one God created us? Why do we deal treacherously every man against his brother by profaning the covenant of our fathers? Judah have dealt treacherously, and an abomination is committed in Israel and in Jerusalem. For Judah have profaned the holiness of the Lord, which he loved, and have married the daughter of a strange God. So when God was telling y'all, don't marry these heathen women. When God was telling y'all, don't marry these women who don't believe in God. When God was saying, don't marry these strange women that, that that's, that's out here just doing the absolute most. And you do it anyway because you think you're going to change them. Hello, how are you? You think you're going to change them. You can't change them. Only God can. But then you got to ask yourself, are you changing for your spouse? Are you changing your attitude concerning your spouse? Are you changing your heart? Are you changing your ways? Are you changing your way of thinking? Are you changing the errors of your ways? Or is it always about your spouse? Wives, I'm talking to you. And then when you do this and say that and, and all this other jazz is happening, then you mad at him or her and everybody else that's attached to it. But listen, again, Mary, the daughter of a strange God. Verse 12 says, the Lord will cut off the man that doeth this, the master and the scholar, out of the tabernacles of Jacob, and him that offereth an offering unto the Lord of hosts, and this have you done again, covering the altar of the Lord with tears, with weeping, and with crying out, insomuch that he regardeth not the offering any more, or receiveth it with good will at your hand. Verse 14 says, Yet you say, Wherefore, because the Lord hath been witness between you and the wife of your youth, against whom thou hast dealt treacherously, yet is she thy companion? And the wife of your covenant, and did not he make one? Yet he had the residue of the spirit, and wherefore one, that he might seek a godly seed. Therefore, take heed to your spirit, 
and let none deal treacherously against the wife of his youth. For the Lord, the God of Israel, said that he hateth putting away. For one covereth violence with his garment, saith the Lord of hosts. Therefore, take heed to your spirit that ye deal not treacherously. Listen to this, ladies. Many men were being unfaithful to the wives whom they had married when they were young. They were seeking to divorce them only because they wanted to marry someone else. The Lord detested this kind of selfish action, stating that he had made a husband and wife one, which he said in verse 15. Now, God says because of this sin, he had turned his back on the sinners and refused to hear their prayers. And he said that in 13 and 14. God says you continue to cover the altar with your tears, with your weeping and your complaining. And God said, I'm not even hearing you because you've been cheating on your wives. You've been making them feel bad. You've been going here, there and everywhere. And then you want me to fix it. When I told you what not to do, I told you where not to go. And we as wives, God is speaking to us the same thing. God is speaking to us the same thing. And let's look at reality. We know now that marriages are not lasting more than two years. We know now that marriages is not lasting more than five years. Because who can honestly say that's now separated or now that is still divorced or you're, you're married and you're separated and both of you, the husband and the wife, both of you are out here just sleeping around with everybody. And then make it so bad is you're, you're calling him your boyfriend and your girlfriend, but you still got a, a wife. You still got a husband. You still have a husband. You still have a wife. and But you calling your mistress a girlfriend. And you're calling your spare tire your boyfriend. No. They're not that. They are what the world calls. They are destroying your home. They are destroying your marriage. And it doesn't matter if the marriage was already messed up in the beginning. That other individual just came along and just made it worse. So when, so when, oh, Holy Ghost, Lord have mercy. So now the focus is no longer on the husband or the wife. Now the focus is on the boyfriend and the girlfriend. So that's why the marriage is not getting worked on because there's something, there's a stumbling block. There's a hindrance. There's a distraction. And because nobody wants to humble and nobody wants to say, please forgive me. I made a mistake. This is where I was and this is what I was dealing with and this is how you made me feel. Can we go get some help? Can we go get some help? Can, can we go seek guidance? Can we go to somebody that we don't know? Can we receive correction so that we can receive conviction? But nobody wants to receive correction. Nobody wants to receive conviction. So you know what? Nobody reads the Bible. Nobody prays. Nobody seeks guidance. Nobody seeks help. And when you do seek help or guidance, still, pride is an issue. 
Arrogance is an issue. Lies and manipulation is an issue. Not taking responsibility for your actions is an issue. And it's just like, why can you just not be honest? Why can you just not tell the truth? And just say, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. Lord, have mercy. Help me in this place. Marriages are being destroyed every day. And sometimes it's not being destroyed by us. It's being destroyed by outside help. That's bringing chaos and confusion into your house. Because we don't know who before we say I do. And if we do think we know them and we say I do anyway, we think we're going to change them. We think that things are going to turn around. When somebody shows you who they are, believe them. But your heart still shouldn't change. Your love still shouldn't change. Your prayer needs to be enhanced. Your prayer needs to be increased. Your, your seeking the Lord needs to be all day, every day. It needs, to be made, it needs to be made between you and God, along with prayer and fasting. But nobody wants to fast. Let me not say nobody. A certain amount of people don't want to fast. A certain amount of people don't want to pray. A certain amount of people don't want to take responsibility for their actions. A certain amount of people just don't want to say, I'm my bad. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And then you have the other person that's so haughty, so ill-mannered. I ain't forgiving you. Get out my face. It ain't all well. And I'm just like, really? How do, how do I know all of this? Pick me, pick me. Been there. Pick me, pick me. Been there, been there, been there. And yeah, I'm being silly, but I'm so serious. The first 10 years of my marriage was hell. I asked for a divorce just about every day. I hate it. I hated it. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be in it. And because I had that attitude, I didn't try to pray about it. I didn't try to work on it. I didn't do anything. I did not do anything. But then when we came down to that day of filing for a divorce and just waiting for the court day, when things began to shift, I began to think and realize I do love my husband. Like, I, I really don't want to get a divorce. I'm just like, okay, what, what has happened? Like, what is taking place? Like, I'm, I'm so confused. I, I don't know what's happening. And because I was one of those type of people that just didn't put my business out there on the street and didn't just throw you out there under the bus, I just let people believe what they want to believe. If you believe that's what it was, then that's just what it is. I'm not going to change your mind. I ain't trying to sway you to believe anything else. I'm gonna, I ain't going to make you believe anything else. If that is what you believe, then we're just moving on in that. Because I just, I'm just that person. I'm not finna make you believe nothing that you have heard. I'm just not. If that's what you believe, believe that. I know the truth. But I have realized down through the years, you can speak truth to somebody. But once they already had their mind, their mind is already made up. There's nothing that you can say. Nothing. So all you can do is just go on with your life and just be done with it. Lord have mercy. The blaming game. That's right. It's always the blaming game. Well, if you would have done this, then I wouldn't have done that. Or if you would have done that, then I wouldn't have done this. 
Well, if you wouldn't have went over there, then I wouldn't went over there either. Well, if you would have did this and this, I mean, it's always, it goes back to the beginning of Adam and Eve. Adam blamed God for giving him Eve. Eve blamed the serpent for her deceiving uh, Adam. So, I mean, it was just a blame game. So what did God do? He punished Adam. He punished Eve. And he punished the serpent. That's how consequences work. It doesn't matter if you ask for forgiveness. It doesn't matter if you turn from your sin. It doesn't matter if you 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 are resaved, redelivered, restored, whatever. You still have to face the consequences of your actions. You will reap what you sow. So how about accepting what you've done, accepting what you said, accepting where it is, and then ask God give you strength give you endurance give you patience while you go through your valley experience while you go through your wilderness experience because truth be told a lot of us don't want a divorce but we just don't want to deal with the headache we don't want to deal with it we would rather be like like this like my glasses toss it over walk away and it's just not even there if i ain't gotta look at it i ain't gotta deal with it if I ain't got to be around it, then I ain't got to speak to it. That's just what it is. That's the truth. But we have to understand that if we would stop being so quick to put a ring on it, you will take your counseling sessions very seriously. Because at the end of the day, you need a foundation. You need the right counseling. You need to hear dude you messed up you need to hear girl you got some flaws you need to hear that and when you hear it deal with it well i ain't going back to that counseling session because they don't know what they're talking about okay but this is why you're still struggling in your marriage because neither one of y'all is willing to release anything neither one of y'all is willing to listen to one another either one neither one of y'all want to want to recognize you got some demons <laughs> there are some demons that need to be delivered from out of your flesh period but but again there are just some people who think that they're okay the way that they are well i'll tell them in a minute well go on and be great because if you can't see that you got some issues then continue to go through this cycle for the rest of your life because anybody in their right mind ain't gonna keep dealing with all of that they're not gonna keep like man that no not doing that so then that's why you got a lot of people that be like, I ain't getting married. For what? I'm good just right here where I'm at. Because when you get married, there's more obligation. There's more responsibility. There's more accountability. There's more, 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 more. And there are just some people who is just fine right there where they are. So that was a question. The other question was, what are the promises that you made when you marry or will or will make when you marry okay so for i just read that passage of scripture um uh 
no, and, uh, um, and, and, and Malachi chapter 2 and 16. So listen, listen. What are the promises that you made when you married? That's to the married women. To the single women, the question is, or will, or or what promises will you make when you marry or before you marry? Now, let check this out. Check this out. Listen, let me read some of these right quick. One day God will call one of them home. It will sad if forgive. Right? Yeah. It basically. Right. Listen. So let me let me let me answer this right here. And I'm, I'm about to blow some of y'all's mind. What are the promises that you made when you married? Your vows. <laughs> Your vows. Your vows is a promise. You made vows. Wives, you made vows to your husband. Husbands, you made vows to your wives when you stood at the altar. Some of you just was had the traditional vows read to you. And some of you literally wrote your own vows and the thing about it is some of you who wrote your own vows you're not even following those vows so if you so so um i take you to be my lawfully wedded husband or wife from this day forward to, to having to hold from this day forward for better for worse for richer for poor sickness and in health to love, to honor, to obey, to cherish, to death, do us part. That's the promise. That's the promise that you you stood. But how is it? And when and let, thank you, husband. And I'm almost done. I, I'm literally almost done with this. Listen. If you in counseling, and you you're getting what you need. And this is why God gave me when I do turn into I don't the wows of the vows. Because I was on I was on my way out the second time. But this time I didn't go to anybody. This time I didn't say anything to anybody. This time I sat on my bed crying out to God. I was packing my stuff. And I just asked the, I just asked God, God, what do you do when I do turn into I don't? God, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. And the light bulb said, bloop, bloop, bloop. And I heard the angel of the Lord say, you do what you're doing now that you didn't do then. And that's seeking me first. That's what the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me. And I, it still didn't change my mind. I was still on my way out the door. Because I, I felt like I, I did good for 10 years. The first 10 years were hell. The next 10 years, and there were 20 years in. And I'm like, I, I did. I, I sought the Lord. I built my relationship with the Lord. I didn't make it about my husband. I got myself together. I've learned how to pray. I learned how to fast. I was seeking God. I, I was there. I did it. God always showed up for me. So I felt like if I this time I could walk away and I, I didn't have to backslide. I, I, didn't, I was not backsliding to go back into the world of sin. I didn't backslide to go back to alcohol. I didn't backslide to go back to smoking cigarettes. I didn't go back to fornicating. I didn't go back to committing adultery. I didn't go back to doing all of that. I didn't go back to the club. This time I sat on my bed, stayed in my house and sought the Lord. 
because this time around I wanted to make sure that I was pleasing God and I was doing it the right way and I did it through the word of God nobody was cheating but I just couldn't deal with the the, the same old the of the, 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 the this, this right here and like I told him I had to tell my husband, you've allowed those friends of yours to speak that negative thought into your head. It's just there and you're refusing to release it. You're refusing to let it go. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I did something. I know that I did it. And if you want to believe that, then believe it, but believe it without me. Because I don't have to hear that every day. I don't want to hear it every day. I don't want to hear it every week. I don't want to hear it every month. I don't want to hear it every year. If we came back together again to, and our marriage was restored, Stop allowing these people from your past to destroy your future. Period. Because what I'm not going to do is lie to make you happy. I'm not going to lie to make them happy. I'm not going to do that. If you're going to believe me, believe me. If not, we're done. I'm good. I'm in a better, greater place than I had ever been in my life. But I was not going to continue to be miserable because somebody else chose to be miserable or no, stay miserable. And I'm not saying that my husband was miserable, but I'm saying because he was hurt. And wives, when men hurt, it's a different hurt from us. It's a totally different hurt. It is not the same. But I had to let him know. You're trying to make your issue my issue and I'm no longer there. I'm no longer worried about that. That's That to me is dead and gone. I'm good. And I'm not saying that he wasn't good, but every now and then he'd have a trigger moment. And then he'd want to talk. He want, we're not doing that. We're not, we're not doing that. And we had some friends that come in and give us some, some counsel for like three months. So now I can say that my husband and I, honey, we'll sit back and we'll laugh because it's funny. It really is. It's really, it really is funny. No, it wasn't funny then. But we can laugh about it today because, yeah, we did make a lot of mistakes. Both of us made a lot of mistakes. We both took responsibility for both of our actions. We didn't blame one another. We blamed each other. Yeah, it's not that he blamed me and didn't take no responsibility or I blamed him and didn't take responsibility. No. It takes two to tango. And when you whether whether you're the wife or whether you're the husband, ain't nobody flipping out because they flipping out by themselves. There is always a trigger. There is always a root. Whether it's your attitude or whether it's the finances, whether you ain't doing this or and they not doing that, you're still doing it together. You're still fighting against one another. And nobody's trying to humble to bring this thing together. So I thank God that I went through everything that I went through. And the reason why it about took me out because I ain't never dealt with it like that before. I never dealt with anything like that in my life. So yes, it was about to take me out. Literally. That or I was about to take some folk out because I was about to go on a whole killing spree. Everybody was going to die. Because my thing is, everybody pointing fingers at me and I'm looking at them like, and y'all not taking those responsibility for, for what? And you saying what? And they did this, this, that, and the other. Woo, woo, woo. I said, you know what? Let me move from here. Because I'm about to go to jail. And that's on the real. That's real talk right there. Because everybody has something to say. But wasn't nobody saying nothing right. 
Everybody worried about what they had going on. And then they had their little clicks and they had their little pics. But I can tell you sometimes you got to stand alone and get yourself together. You can't have friends. You can't have family members. You can't have them folks in your ear. And you got to steal away. Just like Jesus had to steal away to go into the wilderness. You got to steal away and go into your own wilderness. Go into your secret closets. Get in your car and drive. So yes, me, I let people say, I let them believe what they want to believe. Because at the end of the day, I ain't got to prove nothing to nobody. And as long as me and God knows, to me, that's all that matters. Now, every now and then, I will have to come through and say, okay, listen. What we're not going to do is this right here. And just have to move on. That's right. You can't listen to everybody. That's why you need the relationship between you and the Lord for yourself. You got to know how to hear God's voice for yourself. So I, I give advice. I even give my share my opinion. But at the end of the day, I'm giving you the word of God. Because it was the word of God that saved me. It was the word of God that delivered me. It was the word of God that healed me. And I had to seek God for myself. In spite of the hurt, the pain, the disgust, the betrayal, the abuse, being mistreated inside the house of God. But see, that's the thing. People, lay members, unbelievers, sinners, those who are confused, they need to know that you are human. They need to know that you've gone through too. But God brought you out. God will bring you out. Stop lying to these people. Stop giving them bad advice. Stop telling them what they ought to do and knowing you didn't do it. Stop doing that. Because you're making them worse. You're confusing them. You got to cover your you got to cover your husband and you got to cover your wife. You got to cover them like never before. I don't care how bad they make you mad. Cover them. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Something got me itching. The devil is a lie. When God saved me, he delivered me. And when he delivered me, he saved you. Because I'm saved by grace. Period. And I don't know if my arm began to itch because I needed to let somebody know I needed to be delivered. I needed to be healed. I needed to be free. I needed to get myself together. And I know some of y'all be like, she always giving that same testimony because that's my major testimony of my deliverance. I wasn't in God all my life. I didn't go to church all my life. I didn't have this all of my life. I didn't get, listen, I didn't get truly, genuinely saved, delivered, free until 2006. Honey, we just in 2021. Because that just shows to prove to you that just because you've been in church all your life don't mean that you ain't a hellion. That because you've been in church all your life don't mean that you don't need deliverance. That because you've been in church all your life don't mean that you are perfect. Because you are not. And I'll be the one to say you are not perfect. But God will perfect those things concerning us. 
He will perfect those things concerning us. He will do it. Because he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly ever think or ask by the power that continues to work in us. We have the power and the authority and, and the prayer of an agreement when you are with somebody that you are, that will pray with you and see you through. And won't just accept what you're doing. If you're wrong, you're wrong. Get yourself together. Your marriage depends on it. And if you just and if you're wanting to get married, you gotta change that nasty attitude. Get it out of your mind. Ain't nobody gonna tell me what to do. And he ain't ain't nobody gonna be my daddy. Ain't nobody gonna be my mama. They ain't trying to be your daddy or your mama. Get the counseling that you need. So you can have a healthy marriage. And if it does shift, you fall back. You don't fall back. You stand on the foundation of the word of God. That's the thing. This thing was not no fly-by-night thing. Honey, I wish it was. Because it took me two years to get myself to three. Three to five. My sentence... My Lord, how oh my God, my life sentence concerning Jesus Christ was three to five. Three to five. Yes, three to five. Three, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Five, grace. I needed to get myself together. God hates divorce, period. He hates it. His design was for marriages to be one time. One. One. And my last point until tomorrow. Ephesians 5, 25 through 32. What relationship in the heavenly realm does marriage picture in the earthly realm? And what does divorce do to this heavenly picture? Listen, let's go there. Ephesians 5. Mm, and I'll be done right there. Ephesians 5. Because I'm just going to read it. I ain't, I'm just going to read it, move from there, and I'll be back here on tomorrow, and we'll finish it on through. Ephesians 5, 25 through 32. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself, for no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth. Even as the Lord the church, for we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, I was supposed to stop at 32, but I'm going to read number 33. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. What does that mean? Wives, are you respecting your husbands? Husband, are you loving your wives? 
This is why this is why a lot of chaos is going on. Nobody wants to love right, and nobody wants to reverence right. We all have a, 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 a an, an argument concerning whatever. That's the truth. That's just what it is. It's all about you. It does take work like everything else, but it can be done. Yes, it can. It can be done. But nobody wants to put the work in. And marriage is like a job. You want it to be healthy? You're going to nourish it. You want it to be right? You're not going to do wrong. And if you do, you ask for forgiveness, apologize, and you work on yourselves together. But it's time out for making it seem like it's everybody else and, and not you. Get yourselves together. Amen. Amen. I'm done. I gave y'all the questions. Y'all need to go and read for homework. I'm going to put it right here. Go back and do it. Go back and do it. Homework. Read. Ephesians. 5. 25 through 32. And the questions. What relationship in the heavenly realm does marriage picture in the earthly realm? And what does divorce do to this heavenly picture? And the third question Consider 2 Timothy 2 and 13, which you read above and what you read about the signs of the covenant. If you are to picture Christ through your marriage relationship, how seriously should you take your marriage promises and why? On tomorrow, we're going to answer these questions. Amen. Amen. So God bless you all. I thank you all for tuning in. Know that I am praying for you and knowing and uh yeah, know that I'm praying for you. But on tomorrow we're going to read that story again in the scripture. We're going to answer those questions and then we're going to move forward. Amen. Amen. So God bless you all. Know that I'm praying for you. Continue to pray for me. Listen, thank you. Bless you. God gets the glory. Amen. God gets the glory. It's time out. We got to fight for what we want. And we got to fight for what we need. Stop allowing Satan to just come in and just make you run. Have y'all running around here with, with your tail between your legs. Pray. Seek God. Tell God what you want. He wants you to come to him. Stop going to these folks who ain't giving you nothing. They can't change nothing. But go to people that's going to pray with you. Pray for you. Give you wise counsel. Direction from the word of God. And listen. Thank you Holy Ghost. And if it ain't work, honey, walk away. Move on. Be done with it. If you're not willing to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord with you, move on. Let it go. Because, yeah, sometimes we, we, we are the ones that did make the mistake. Sometimes we are the ones that we, 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 we did. We thought it was God. Because God is a God of second chances. But when you come into the knowledge of the truth, you are to walk therein. Be responsible. 
Be know that you know that you know that you know that you know. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Good night. I love y'all.